0: You're listening to Mile High Radio, milehighradio.com,
1: on the World Wide Web, for your listening pleasure.
2: I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And as part of that, sometimes we get carried away and we promote when we shouldn't, you know, especially if it affects our employment. And uh, that is why I am absolutely delighted today to have my guest on. Heather Bussing is with us from California. Gotta love this. We're in three different time zones today. So let me give a brief bio. For Heather. Heather has practiced employment and business law in California for over 25 years. She advises both employers and employees on how to prevent and resolve employment disputes. Heather also teaches social media and internet law at Empire School of Law in Northern California. She also writes a weekly column for HR
1: Examiner. So, Heather, welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here.
2: You know, and and we just have to love social media to start with because Heather and I have never met in person. We were introduced by someone we both knew on social media. So, you know, that's the way networking works at its finest. Exactly. Great, exactly. Great well this topic is so huge i want to just jump right into it because you know there there are so many issues and i really want to talk about um how your how someone's use of social media can and does affect their employment um now obviously i'm not talking about people like me who owns my own business but i'm talking about companies who you know there's there's uh, you're an employee of as opposed to the owner and right. you know those companies that should But often don't have social media policies. So let's kind of start with that. You know, I'm a big proponent of having policies in place. You can't kind of shut the barn door after the horse is out if you didn't have a social media policy to start with. Now that's not to say that, you know, if you don't have one, you shouldn't get one. But why should businesses have social media policies? I actually
1: hate social media policies. (laughs) Oh no! And this is coming
2: from the attorney.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. You know, well, I I think they backfire for a whole lot of reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The the big one um, is the NLRB. So you have to be very careful about um, restricting protected concerted activity, Mm -hmm. um, which and and those protected. Aspects of the National Labor Relations Act apply to all employers, even if you don't have a union, because mm-hmm. the idea is that employees have to be able to talk to each other about wages, hours, and working conditions, even if they're not unionized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so that's an issue. Another big issue for employers is agency law. So the more you try to control what employees do, the more you are liable for what they do. Right. So employees are usually using social media on their own personal accounts. It's usually off-duty, and employers really don't want to become liable for what their employees are doing off-duty on their own personal accounts. Mm -hmm. And then many states like California have laws that prohibit employers from disciplining Employees about what they're doing off duty, unless it has a very significant and direct effect on the mm-hmm. employer.
0: Right.
1: So, so I think you have to be very, very careful with social media policies, and that doesn't mean that you can't um, talk to employees about about what the issues are and mm-hmm. what and train them on responsible and effective use of of social media. But I think. Um, The way to approach it is through discussion and training rather than issuing edicts.
2: Right. You know, and, and of course, the tricky thing with a social media policy in particular is things change and evolve so quickly that usually a company has difficulty in keeping up with it. So, you know, they they might have drafted a fairly good policy maybe two or three years ago that doesn't apply at all right now. And I think that's where companies get caught is they think, oh, we have to have this. So they right. either go to an extreme. I've seen corporate social media policies that are over thirty pages long, which oh you know, gosh. oh <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it, it, it was like holy cow. Um, and then I've seen ones that were as basic as be an adult. <laughs> okay, now that's probably right. not enough. <laughs> but yeah, you you can't say. You, you can I'm I'm assuming and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, there can be some general things that you say, like you can't say negative things about the company. Um, you know, what what things you No, can, you can't
1: say that. That's ah, that's an illegal policy. Wow. And and that's the one thing that employers want the most. Right. Right. Don't say anything bad about us. Mm-hmm. But the N L R B has struck that language down and every other version of that language. Wow. Um Yeah.
2: Now what, yeah, if, and, go what if somebody posts about their customers? Is that acceptable? Um and, and we'll talk more in, in, you know, in a second about that big, uh, hoo-ha that just jumped up with Applebee's. But is that right. something that companies can do? Can they say, no, you really can't post about your customers?
1: Well, you want, you want to be careful. I mean, they can restrict what you post about customers, but but the truth is, is that what they really want employees to do is talk about how great their customers are. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so in general terms, um, sure, you can you can discuss that. But the minute you start saying, "Don't ever say anything bad about a customer," you potentially run into the wage hours and working conditions, right. mm-hmm. especially in retail. And Um, and of
2: course the tricky thing is one person's bad is another person's okay post. You know, where do you draw that line? Right. And, and, you know, I think that that does bring us to a good a place to discuss what happened with Applebee's a couple of weeks ago. And probably all of our listeners, you know, especially if they're on social media, they heard about this. And what happened was um, a, a minister, a pastor, was in an Applebee's with several of her congregation, and it was enough people that it automatically tacked on the 18% tip. Well, the pastor took offense at that and she crossed out the tip and she wrote, I give God 10%. Why do you get 18? And then she, so she, on her bill, she paid zero tip. Then she signed it. What happened was another waitress took a picture of that receipt and posted it online. And then it just went ballistic from there. It went viral as, as we say. You know, it right. was one of those things that, you know, obviously was it, not wise on either side. You know, that was just something. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, really? Everybody did that. But Applebee's fired the waitress and they did it because she broke their policy. And it was kind of a more general policy about uh, not uh, not saying. Um, let's see. How do they say this? They they must honor the privacy rights of Applebee's and its employees by not posting about their uh, guests, because they want to safeguard their guests. My guess right. is this may come to, you know, something a little bit more e- eventually because she was fired. You know, maybe they shouldn't have, but they have a clear company policy that says that we must protect our, our, our guests. You know, it's, it really was one of those things where she thought it was funny. I did see a post, uh, where when she did the picture, she actually put in there, uh, you know, since the, the minister wouldn't pay that, uh, you know, maybe Jesus would pay for her rent and her groceries. Okay. Right. You know, that,
3: <laughs> I was like,
2: okay. You know, and, and so clearly this was a situation that got out of control, but it is something that I think a lot of businesses need to consider is what do you do if somebody, if, if an employee crosses that line,
1: right, right. I mean, the the real issue there was revealing the name of the, the name. pastor, mm-hmm. um, the and identifying customers by name and and then making them look bad. Um, what what's interesting is that it it wasn't necessarily illegal or defamation because. Because it was true, right. it was true mm-hmm. that the pastor had done what the pastor had done, mm-hmm. and and it did not reflect well on the pastor, despite her righteous indignation. So, mm-hmm. um, so so somebody got fired for somebody else's insensitive remark
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because the person was identified, and so. It's really important to look at what you're trying to protect. And, and Applebee's got a tremendous amount of backlash oh, for huge. firing their employee mm-hmm. after a customer had been so rude. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so ta- you know, taking a customer's side over your own employee's side is something that you want to consider as well in, in thinking about discipline because generally, you want a good place to work, and you want to back your employees whenever possible, so mm-hmm. um, it was a tricky situation that nobody handled well
2: right you know and and you know as as more details came out. It was revealed that, you know, it was, it was a, a different waitress. It wasn't the one who had been, um, shortchanged on the tip. She just thought right. it was funny and she posted it. Then it came out that people really did leave a tip. So, you know, the waitress didn't get shortchanged. And, you know, but I think the whole thing came down to exactly what you said. They, they showed the minister's name and it embarrassed her. Right. You know, and, and she called and she complained. You know, right. it, it it really is. I think where people get caught up in this is they think that it's okay to post things on social media because you know it's it, it, so many times they think, well, only my friends will see it. Well, you know, you could right. be potentially to potentially posting to hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands in this case of people without intending to. So. Right. You know, that's, that is kind of why, you know, I I joke about that social media policy about, you know, just be an adult. But that really does, in, in many cases, come down to it. You know, you have to be responsible, you have to be respectful, and recognize that at some point, as an employee or
1: as an employer, people are going to make mistakes. Right. And, and no matter what you think your privacy settings are, you can't really control what other people do with the information. Mm -hmm. So, so once it's online, it's public, mm-hmm. um, and you're broadcasting to people you don't know very well. So it's really important to keep that in mind, and that's that's something that that employers should train about and discuss with employees um, in in using social media. It's public. Mm-hmm. It's public, no matter what. Right.
2: You know, and and yeah, this this waitress just posted it on her Reddit account. You know, I'm, I'm sure that she probably never intended for this big hoop-de-doo to to happen, but she didn't think first about could this happen. And I think that is probably one of the keys that people need to remember is what can happen with that post that you do. You know, you might be posting something
1: funny, something cute, but what's going to happen to it? Right. But but it's also important to notice that it didn't really take off and start hitting mainstream media and everywhere else until Applebee's fired the right. waitress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so the very act of trying to make it go away blew it up.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: another really important thing for everyone to understand about social media is the more attention you give it, the more energy you give it, the bigger it gets potentially right. – and so sometimes the very best move for something negative is to just ignore it because the flow is fast and and things are over fast
2: mm-hmm. if you
1: don't keep them alive. Right.
2: You know, and and the other problem that Applebee's had was you know they they have a Facebook page, and people were posting and posting and posting. I mean there were thousands upon thousands of very <laughs> negative posts there. And right. to, to their credit, they tried to keep up with it and they tried to respond. But what they ended up doing was cutting and pasting corporate policy. Right.
1: <laughs> right. And they had somebody like in the middle of the night trying right. to mm-hmm. respond yeah. who was tired and cranky and mm-hmm. and, and yeah. making and, and it all they, so much worse. then they worse.
2: turned their page off. Which, you know, people didn't like that. You know, and and then they went back in and they turned it back on. Once things had kind of calmed down a bit, you know, that poor little in the middle of the night person got to rest. And then what happened was there were some posts that they deleted. So then people said, no, it was censorship. Well, they said, you know what, there were some pretty racist posts. There were some posts that had very foul language. And that's not what we allow on our page. So, you know, I think this was a good lesson for everybody, whether it's, you know, the, the, the little mom and pop shop or something big like Applebee's is, as you said, you know, try and let it blow over, <laughs> you know, because right. our attention span is short. We go on to the next thing pretty darn fast. Um, and, exactly. you know, and, and develop your policies. You know, what are you going to do if this happens? You know, I'm not sure firing her Really was appropriate. I mean, that's between no. you know all of them, and I haven't seen really any follow up to it. But you know, it, it they did stick to their 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 grounds, and that was one of the things that I saw a lot of people post about was they had this policy and they followed it. You know, good or bad, they followed their own policy.
1: Right, right, you know, but it, but but the you have you want to be careful with that too because following the rules is can often tie your hands and put right. you in a position of doing something that's not the best resolution. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they, this could have been a great example of how, you know, how a company responded and trained its employees. You know, rather than completely firing her, they could have said, okay, you've now got, uh, you know, uh, 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 you're going to have a week off <laughs> that you hadn't planned on or, you know, some other type time. Right. Action, but more importantly, they should have used it, and hopefully, they did, as a way to really talk to their employees and say, "You know, this was why we didn't like this." Right? You know, and exactly, how many times they just. They, they tend to overreact. And in this case, it really blew up. I, you know, obviously Applebee's had no idea it would get this big. Um, you know, and, and, but, and then, you know, like I said, a couple weeks later, it's gone. I couldn't find any follow up. I don't know what's happened to the waitress. You know, all of those various things. We've gone on to the next thing.
1: Right. Right. It get, things die down so fast. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's only, you know, the, the information is unlimited, but we humans are still operating on a 24-hour day. <laughs> Definitely. You know, and, yeah. and
2: now the the next thing that I, I want to talk about is, you know, the companies who say, you know, you cannot, when you're at work, you cannot access social media by uh, when you're using our equipment. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, that kind of makes sense. It's their computer. It's my my thought process on this, and again correct me if I'm wrong, is is it's along the lines of it's like your locker at work, all those various things. The company owns it, therefore they can say what you can do with it. Right. Is that correct? Okay, okay.
1: That's, um no That's we- absolutely correct. And they can monitor everything that you yes. do on it. So from from keystrokes to website that you're looking at to to what you do on your social media account. So my article on the HR Examiner this morning is about the social media password laws and how every single one of them almost has an exception for employer provided devices mm-hmm. or employer provided services. So mm-hmm. if you're on Facebook on your cell phone that's that's paid for by your employer, they potentially have the right to see everything that you do there.
2: Right. You know, and, and and you could be using it in a good way, or you could also be posting things that could jeopardize your job. Right. You know, and 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 I think that's where people sometimes get a little caught up. Is is well, you know, this laptop was provided by me by uh, provided by the company for me, and I took it home. Yeah. Well, right. Then they're like, okay. Right. I'm home. I'm not in the office. Why can't I go on Facebook? Well, it's still a company provided laptop
1: right and and there are legitimate considerations there, you know the big one is compatibility of programs and apps and protecting mm-hmm. the right. the mm-hmm. business networks against viruses and hacking and and other issues um, but but there's another layer that's going to become more and more important, um, which is privacy and data because mm-hmm because employers are going to want to start collecting and understanding data about employees and how they work. And there's there's also a, another layer of, you know, there are apps on your phone that can monitor your heart rate and mm-hmm. your blood pressure and your body temperature, and and all of this information is potentially available um, to more than just you and your doctor. Right. And so it's going to get really interesting about um how data gets collected and mm-hmm. gets used and the and the sort of negotiation between the employee and the employer about how their devices get used mm-hmm.
2: yeah i was in a, a starbucks one time and kind of overheard the conversation next to me where you know this gentleman was there clearly just chit-chatting with his friends and one of his comments was i really can't stay long because my boss tracks my phone gps and right. he knows where i am my first thought right. was okay okay I wouldn't want to work for that company. But then I thought, well, right. it obviously depends on what the gentleman is doing. You know, if he's a salesperson who is supposed to be meeting with a certain, you know, or or anybody, you know, meeting with a client, all those various things. If you're on company time and you're out messing around, well, you know, it's just like if you walked out of the office and had a cigarette break that lasted an
1: hour. <laughs> right. You know, right. And- yeah, and- I mean, GPS, um, company cars,
0: mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're... Yeah.
1: You can track how your drivers are driving now, speed limits, and pretty soon, all cars are going to have little black boxes that record everything that happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, so privacy, privacy, and control, and how much employers want to be involved um, with that information is is something that everyone should start thinking about now.
2: <laughs> you know, and and, because and technology it's pretty is scary. You know, it's, it is, you know, it is, you know, from from a, an employee's perspective or just, you know, a, the, the fact that I could work somewhere where they're going to track all of that. Now, I would want to know in advance, you know, then I'm right. going to shoot myself in the foot. But you know, I'm guessing they don't have to tell you, you know, but at the same point, from an employer's perspective, the level of just paperwork and monitoring and things like that, that they could
1: conceivably be doing is horrendous. Right, right. It's huge, and and I think that if you're going to track or monitor employees, you need to let them know. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there there is some there are some privacy rights. I mean, right. in, mm-hmm. and every state has different levels.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: California has a constitutional right to privacy, and and when you start stepping over the bounds of what we're used to you need mm-hmm. to let people know it may right. be legal to do it mm-hmm. but um but privacy can also be waived mm-hmm. so if you let people know that that's what's going on um and they consent or they go along with it um at, at least you've got an argument mm-hmm. that that you weren't being sneaky right um which nobody likes. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, you know, if I, I, I can imagine being very upset if I had gone in, you know, was was working somewhere and got called in by my boss, and he says, you know, hey, I see by the phone GPS that you just sat for an hour at Starbucks. You know, if I right. didn't know, he that you know that that would annoy me, it would anger me, and it would freak me out. <laughs> you know? Right. That's just right. a little too big, brother. But if, as terms of my employment, he told me that up front. Then it's my own fault if I mess up.
1: right, right. but but then you also have this whole nother layer of people spending tremendous amounts of time trying to understand data and and often misunderstanding it. Mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. so how much how much time and money do employers really want to spend right. in monitoring this stuff, and mm-hmm. then having the meeting about what the employee was doing at Starbucks for an hour? Mm-hmm. and if they're a salesperson, they could have well been working there. Oh. I'm um, catching up on paperwork, mm-hmm. or or having a meeting with a potential client. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it the the tracking has its own costs associated right. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in additional time and and paperwork and money and paranoia. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, and and it does come back to you know what I originally said: people just have to be trusted to be adults. You know, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't, but the, right. in, 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 and the employers have to take that into account. Now, clearly with larger and larger organizations, that doesn't always work. You know, if you've got 10 employees, you know pretty well what they're like, what their personalities are like, all those various things. If you're a company that has 10,000 employees, then, you know, who knows?
1: Right, but you should have line managers who who are in charge. I mean, no right. company has mm-hmm. one person who has to manage 10,000 employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so that all, those, all companies directed. are divided into smaller companies <laughs> right. from from a management standpoint and and trusting people to get their jobs done and giving them autonomy is really the best way to have people who, who want to do their work. And, and if you're providing a service or creating a product, having people who, who like their jobs and it shows is the best way to deliver what you're trying to do. Right. So so creating a Big Brother environment I don't think is, is the right answer. Um, know, and,
2: and allowing freedom I think in many cases is better. You know, it's I, I always, you know, I'm I'm not a parent, but I always, you know, think about the fact that if you tell a teenage boy you can't do X, he's gonna break his neck to try and figure out how to do it. The second right. you tell him it's alright Then he's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) And I think the same works for employees. If you tell them you cannot use social media. Now, you know, I'm not talking about medical, financial, where there actually are federal regulations, but I'm talking about just, you know, those employees where, you know, maybe they've said, Hey, we don't want you doing that during the day because it's distracting. It's going to to take away from your time. They will be the ones who go into the restroom with their smartphones and, you know, all of those various things. But if you tell them, you know what, we're going to trust you to get your job done right then they, it usually works
1: out for the better hopefully
2: <laughs>
0: right Plus, and know, there's, and, there's and the so thing is, is that
1: you well employers can control their own devices but they mm-hmm. can't control the device that the employees bring in in their pockets right mm-hmm. and if it's the employee's own phone i mean they have the computing power of of a great computer that you know put men on the moon in their pocket in our phones
2: yeah yeah, right right. exactly and and, yeah telling them that they can't you know can't go on social media they will go into the bathroom you know and and or i've had people that come up have come up to me at my my seminars and have said you know my company won't allow me to be on facebook so i set up an account in my daughter's name my dog's name and i tell them you know what your boss isn't stupid (laughs) if they tell you not to do it it's more you know probably a better thing to think maybe I shouldn't be doing
1: it. Right. Right. But but on but the other hand, I mean ever. it's it's part of what we do. It's like saying you cannot talk to your spouse during the day. That's right. ridiculous. Yeah. Um because you know, that's how people communicate now.
2: And and there's just so many benefits to using social media. Um you know right. obviously I think there's benefits, but you know, say you're a salesperson. If you're not on LinkedIn it, that's, that's a huge detriment. Um, you know, if you're not a marketing person using a Facebook page, that's a huge detriment. So it's, it's tricky when employers know that social media should be used, but then how do they restrict the personal use of it? And I think that is where companies are really struggling.
1: Yeah, I think they just have to stop. Mm-hmm. They just have to let it go. And, and one of the things is, is when issues come up, they will know about it. I mean, they will know about it faster than someone yelling "Beer in the conference room right um, you know <laughs> and then you handle it on a case by case basis mm-hmm. um, and and what I see happening is a problem comes up, and then the edicts start getting issued and and you end up creating all of these policies that that end up completely defeating the purpose. Mm-hmm. So the the more you clamp down, the more employees are going to try and hack around it. Right. Um, and then then you you end up enforcing a bunch of policies that you didn't really need in the first place.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it was simply because you said, "Hey, don't access Facebook at work." <laughs> right. Right. You know, and and right. it it's, is it it is tricky because you know, from an employer's perspective, they don't want their employees wasting time. Which, you know, if sometimes I'll get on Facebook and two hours later I'm like, Oh
1: <laughs> Oops, didn't look like Yeah, up but yet. I mean we've had that problem forever, mm-hmm. you know. And and not just since solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's, remember it's, remember it's, Solitaire on your oh, PC, yes. you know, oh, yeah, and yeah. everyone And they took the games off because people Mm -hmm. would get on conference calls that were long and boring and play solitaire. And
2: we played solitaire. And, and, or, you know, you go to somebody else's cubicle and you stand there and talk for a half an hour. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you're right. We're trying to regulate things that people are doing anyway. So why not just make, you know, wise decisions about it?
1: Right. And, and, you know, wasting time is part of work. I mean, there's there's a lot of thinking that looks like drinking coffee and wandering around the halls, um, and and a lot of companies, um, especially you know Silicon Valley companies, um, encourage that and mm-hmm. encourage play and encourage you know time away from the screen to let your thoughts develop and to let the ideas flow, mm-hmm. and and. And having conversations with people often make the ideas better and you get feedback and it doesn't have to be in a formal meeting. So, so the way we work and, and the things that we're doing work differently. We're not on, generally, you know, line at a factory where we're building widgets, one procedure, all mm-hmm. step at a time. Right. Um, Our culture is an information and service culture now and and that looks different.
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, we are at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to go ahead and and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion because, you know, it's something that I think virtually everybody has to deal with, whether they're the employee, the employer, or, you know, let's talk about job candidates too when we come back. You know, what can potential employers be looking for, looking at, asking for when they're talking to somebody? So great. We'll talk about that when we come back.
3: Thank you for being a friend Travel down the road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant
0: You're listening to Mile High Radio
1: Milehighradio.com On the World Wide Web For your listening pleasure
4: Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, so on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel.
5: Hi, Chris here from the Mavana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yambana, we bake the best tasting gluten-free items, hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code milehighradio. Yambanashop.com
3: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road.
2: And we are back. I'm Deb Creer. I am the socialite and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we're kind of taking a little bit different tactic today and we're talking about how the use of social media can affect what happens to you both as an employer and as an employee. And to talk about that is my guest, Heather Bussing. Welcome back, Heather. Thank you. Great! I'm glad to hear your voice. I thought I'd poked a button and disconnected myself. No, I'm
0: still here.
2: <laughs> I, I gotta love technology. I poked this button and everything went away, and I thought, oh no. Um, but you know, Heather is an employment lawyer, so first of all, Heather, tell us how
1: we connect with you. Well, the best way to connect with me is probably by email. It's heather.bussing, Bussing, at Gmail. Okay. Um, my law firm is called Bussing Law. Um, and there's a I, I still haven't built my website, but there's an instant page at businglaw.com.
2: Okay, great. Um,
1: and you can read my articles at the HR Examiner, which is hrexaminer.com. Perfect, great.
2: You know, and and one of the things that I want to delve into now is kind of the personal versus uh, public information, especially how it pertains to your your. Like you obviously your current employer, but also potential employers. And I love this. I I have um, when I uh, have my guests on, I always ask them all about all of their their various social media sites so that we can connect. And you keep your Facebook page very personal, which I love. I do. It's, it's always you know it's it's obviously every individual's choice, but I think that sometimes where people get caught up is they think that they have to be out there and they have to connect with everyone. And you don't. (laughs) Right. Especially when you're looking for a job. You know, this can be one of those times where you really need to rein back in and make sure that whatever access people have, it's exactly what you want them to see. Right.
1: You know, and there are, um, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. There are there are some companies and some applications that are starting to be developed and be out there to help you to help you clean up your social media presence. So the latest one, I just love the name. It's called Face Wash, <laughs> and it will it will go through your Facebook timeline and look for curse words and inappropriate photos and pull them all out and 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 let you delete them. Um, I love it. Yeah, so uh, um, and Twitter used to be pretty easy to control because because people could only search two weeks worth of tweets,
0: mm-hmm. but right.
1: that's no longer true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really important to understand that Twitter is one hundred percent public. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who you follow or who follows you, everything on there is is searchable and findable by right. anybody.
2: You know, and, and one of the, the questions that people always ask me is, should I connect on whatever social media site with my boss? Well, you know what? That's, that's your own choice. (laughs) But people need to keep in mind that if they have connected with their boss or with other people they work with, there can definitely be ramifications to that. You know, what if you're posting that you really weren't sick today, but you just wanted to take the day off?
1: Ew. Right, right. I've seen a couple of cases come through about family medical leave where somebody was supposedly on family medical leave right. and then then the picture on Facebook shows them camping out for tickets to a rock concert. Right. Um so yeah, you know, use your use your judgment. Um I I think that it's silly to to be Facebook friends with your boss if you post anything other than you know, general generic um, information,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and so I I recommend that you don't um, right. even if your boss is somebody that you really like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just not a good idea. But um, but well, and other people make it work. Yeah. So so you know, do and, and do what works for you, but understand what you're getting into. Right.
2: You know, and and I think one of the things to always keep in mind, especially on Facebook, is. You might be posting appropriately, but what if somebody else posts and, you know, and, and says something that your boss, your coworker, your client, your customer, whoever could see? And, you know, one of the, the examples, and, and you know, this is very top of mind to me, is, the, the Oscars were last night, you know, for those of you right. who are listening live, you know, the Oscars were last night and I was having a good time on Facebook just watching people's posts. You know, I was commenting on things. Now, I do always really watch what I say because I will connect with almost anybody. There has to be a reason for me to connect, you know, mutual friends or something, but right. I've got a, a pretty big base, so I... and. And I always know people are watching me kind of as an example. So I always watch those things. But, you know, I'm seeing posts come across from people where, in in many cases, I was absolutely mortified. You know, yeah. one person posted that, you know, one lady's dress made him sexually aroused. And the post was wow. an explicit post. <laughs> you know? Right. And, you know, other people who, you know, said some questionable, you know, racism comments and, and some things like that. And they're thinking, Hey, we're on Facebook. This is fun. You know, it's all fun and games until somebody gets caught. Well, it really is. You know, what if somebody was posting something like that and you know, their, their potential client is meeting with them the next day and they saw that or, you know, it, it, you know, and, and that's those those situations where people get caught up in the moment and they post things they shouldn't. And so I love your, your uh, face wash. I'm going to have to check that out. Because you can go back in. I've had people comment on posts I made two years ago. So it's, you know, it is something people look at. Right. Now from, from a potential employer's perspective, what can they look at online? Because I've seen stats that are now approaching 90% of the time where somebody looks at somebody's online profile. What could somebody look at from a, from a legal perspective? What
1: could they look at? If it's out there and and open to to anybody who who searches for it, they can look at it they can look at it so um you know there are very few people who don't have some sort of photograph online somewhere um, even as just an avatar on facebook or or twitter um so they they can see what you look like they can see anything you post publicly mm-hmm. um, they they can't um, hack your account and and get into things that you have privacy settings set for um, but if but you know it's important to understand that Facebook rolls new things out every single day right. and and most of them are never announced mm-hmm. so those things change often, and you will be held to. To what it is, not what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but
2: you know, I've had this happen twice where I've gotten phone calls, and you know, and and, and it, it was somebody who who really did call me on the phone, and they said, "Hi, we're so and so with X company. We're interviewing Bob Smith, and we mm-hmm. see that you're Facebook friends with him.
1: Tell us what he posts." Wow. <laughs> Wow, I have never heard of that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah,
2: you know, and, and my response in, in well, the, the first time was it was a family member. And I said, this person is a family member of mine, and I have never worked with her. Therefore, it would not be appropriate for me to comment on what she would be like as an employee. And right. their response was, oh, but tell us what she posts. You know, it, It's okay. We're just trying to get a feel of her as a person and i said no nope, not going to do it i said because i don't know if she was being funny if she was being sarcastic if she was you know all of those various things and then the, the uh, and and they hung up on me i mean they were not happy right. that i wouldn't dish and i did contact her and i said Sweetie, you need to go in and clean up your profile. (laughs) Right, and then the the other one was somebody who I was comfortable giving a a very good recommendation to, but I immediately contacted them and said, "You need to know this is happening." Um, And you know, my understanding is it really wasn't illegal what was being done, but I would say it was unethical. Not illegal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's not illegal. I mean, a, a, a potential employer can ask anybody. You know anything about you, mm-hmm. um, and 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 it's important to understand that they can make those connections very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, for example, for for forty dollars on Intellius, I don't know what they're charging now because I haven't done it in a while. Um, they can get a report on you that that searches all of your public records, they where you live, who your neighbors are, who you're related to. Um it's really easy to get a tremendous amount of information mm-hmm. about just about anybody
0: right. based
1: on what what public information is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs>
2: And companies have done that for years with doing credit checks on employees. They've done drug right. testing, you know, and, and so it's, but it is, it, to me, it's a little bit tricky when they've gone into someone's Facebook. Now, obviously, if somebody has their privacy settings wide open, well, they deserve what they get. But in this right. case, you know, both times these people had their, their Facebook settings pretty tight. And, you know, I just thought it was, was pretty intrusive.
1: Right, but I mean, most people, you know, think about Facebook and LinkedIn differently. Mm-hmm. So, so p- you can have your your Facebook account locked down, but mm-hmm. most people will connect on LinkedIn with anybody because it might do them good. But it's exactly those types of connections that make people call and say, "Hey, are, I noticed that you know your Facebook friends too." Tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. So. Yep.
2: And and the problem comes in the fact that because we're on what we believe is a personal and, you know, in many cases private space, especially if you've got your privacy settings pretty high, you know, people don't always understand that it is still a public site. So they're posting things. You know, there are people now that I would not give recommendations to because of things that they have posted on Facebook, you know, I don't right. want it coming back on my personal reputation, my professional reputation, which is kind of scary that they they couldn't f- post what they wanted to without it having ramifications. But they need to understand what they post has ramifications.
1: Right, right. Um, you know, different different people have different levels of comfort on on disclosure. You know it ten years ago, everyone was all up in arms about people getting tattoos and how unprofessional that was <laughs> mm-hmm. and and today you know you if you want to hire somebody to do the job, you're gonna have to relax about tattoos <laughs> right mm-hmm. um and so cultural standards you know always follow what's ha- what's actually happening. Mm-hmm and and that's especially true of technology. Technology right. is changing so fast that that it's way too late for laws to try to keep up. Mm-hmm. They won't. Laws are not going to protect you. You need to to sit down and think about what what you're comfortable with and you need to get familiar with with the technology um and to stay on top of what 's happening with mm-hmm. the technology if if you want to control this right. um, the other thing that that 's probably easiest, which is you know forget the fact that it feels intimate and it feels very personal um, don 't put anything on the internet anywhere that mm-hmm. you don 't feel comfortable broadcasting to people you don 't know right you know and and the the tricky
2: thing you know is as you were mentioning. Technology is just going leaps and bounds. And the younger the demographic is, the more comfortable they are with dealing with it. You know, that's how they connect. That's how they network. That's, how, you know, they, they don't know how to actually go in some cases and, and meet with somebody face to face because they've only done it via the internet. So when companies realize that, they have to, they have to realize it and see it for its potential rather than as its, its problems.
1: Right, right. Banning banning social media at work is kind of like banning the use of the telephone.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know. Yeah, for some people, you're so true. They don't use the phone. They, you know, I have people who only email me through LinkedIn. They, you know, they only connect with me online, and I remind them there's a telephone. Pick it up and call me. Um, You know, and 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 it is great because you know i can connect with people worldwide i can connect with them at any point in time but you know and that's kind of what i'm used to but for some people that's the only way they know how to connect
1: yeah but they still have lives i mean oh, yeah. they still you know and, and and so i'm not i'm not too worried about that and and i think that that connecting with people in writing often um is is better it's certainly easier for me and that's my preferred mm-hmm. method because i'm really visual and i like to think about things before i have to say them and and i'm just very very comfortable in writing and um and doing something like this wears me out so mm-hmm. so i won't be talking to anybody for the rest <laughs> of the day <laughs>
2: well and you know we've we've talked about this it is such a good way for people to connect you know social media and and that's what companies have to grasp you know i mentioned it at the top of the hour this is how you and i connected we have right. mutual facebook and and linkedin friend who said it would be good for us to know each other a, you know, this would have never worked in the real world because I'm in Atlanta and the two of you are out in California. <laughs> right. So I think that's where a business owner and an employer really needs to, to understand that if they, you know, if they just want to do business with their own little corner of people there and, you know, not, not get out, that's okay and that's great. But they also need to understand that if they in any way want to broaden their horizons, do all of those various things, social media is a great way to be able to do that and the employees need access to it.
1: Right. And customers need to be able to find you online. Right. If they can't find you online, you don't exist.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll get on my little soapbox here. They need to find you in current information. You know, if your LinkedIn profile is two years old, well, you know, that's not good. If you've got a Facebook page that you post on, you know, a, a business Facebook page that you post on once a month, you know, right. the, the emphasis, the, 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 uh, what people think is, well, are they an actual ongoing business? Right. So, so if you're going to be there, be there. Um, right. And, and, you know, <laughs> and, and I think that's where businesses get caught up is, you know, they think, gee, we can't. So then, you know, to, to what they do is they give employees the access and then things don't always work well. Um, and that kind of right. comes back to, you know, they have to have those policies. Um, I uh, saw something one time from a television station that I was connected with where all of a sudden the television station stopped posting. I thought, okay, whatever. Well, it turns out an employee had set up the page and the employee was the only one with access to it. Right. And the employee got fired. Right. <laughs> and, you know. Now, a nice employee would have said okay here 's the password here 's all of that, but the employee was not happy, so they had thousands of followers that they lost, um, so that I think is where it 's very important for employers who are using social media they need to make sure that that those policies are in place where you know there 's more than one person who has access there 's multiple people who know the passwords." And then if right. something happens you go in and you change those passwords. I saw a story the other day about a company that fired an employee and didn't change their passwords. Right. She went to the page and was not a
1: happy camper. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know, could could leave Right. If you're going to possible. do it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: get somebody who knows what they're doing. Yes. And and that doesn't necessarily mean the lawyers. I mean lawyers are always at the blunt edge of technology <laughs> and 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 lawyers are not always the best person to to draft policies like this because if the if the attorneys don't understand how it works they're not going to be able to draft a useful policy. Right. Mm-hmm. So sure have your lawyers look it over for issues about defamation or if you're a publicly traded company you need to be concerned about insider trading issues um you want you want to make sure that that people are not sexually harassing other people. I mean, there there are a lot of legitimate issues that employers want right. to address, but but they they are usually bigger than social media, and and they yes. and so the the reminder is that is two from either end. One is, you know, the rules apply on social media just as as they apply in every other aspect mm-hmm. of your work right. but also social media is unique and and it is technical and you have to know how it works and and what the pros and cons and risks are and so you really do want people who know what they're doing helping you with it
2: mm-hmm. right you know and 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 it is wise you know to kind of round out what we were talking about to have in in my view some type of policy you know now and and I'm not saying that with a big p and you know policy, but to be smart about it, um just kind of incorporate it in with your other policies. you know, as you said, it, it, sexual harassment, maybe it's just that you say in your communications, okay, well, that incorporates social media. you know, there's certainly ways to to keep up
1: on all of this without getting so bogged down in it, right and 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 the thing i mean the thing that i can't emphasize enough is the one thing that you want you can't have
2: mm-hmm.
0: which
1: is don't say bad stuff about me
2: <laughs> yeah you know and, and you if know. you tell people that they they might not while they work for you but at some point they might say bad stuff um you know and and yeah you know if you want them to say positive then they have to have the ability to on occasion say the negative um but you know it's and, and will it happen sure You know, I have businesses that tell me all the time, gee, I'm not gonna have a Facebook page because what if somebody posts something bad? Right. Well, yeah. You know, they're already saying it. It's better to of be part of are. that conversation. You know, and, right. and but, but you just don't know about it. Right. Yeah. It's you know, we, can only, we can only be ostriches with our little heads in the sand for so long. Um, exactly. It's, it's there was uh an antique store here in Atlanta that I was reading the online reviews for before we, we drove, you know, an hour across Atlanta to go and see it. And they clearly never looked at what was posted because right. Somebody had gone in and posted that you shouldn't do business with them because they knew that the owner was having an affair with so and so and I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> of course. Oh, my. I'm thinking, well, this looks right. kinda of interesting. But you know, it, it <laughs> is something where you know, you do have to, to keep in touch. Um, you know, say you are a restaurant and somebody posts that they got, you know, a bad meal. Well, okay, fix it. You know, tell them first of all, apologize. Now, you know right. to, and, and then say You know, come in next time and and we'll give you, you know, contact us privately and and we'll send you a gift certificate. You know, all of those various things because if you're part of that conversation and you can fix it, then that's much better. You know, Applebee's really jumped off the diving board and went into the deep end with how they handled things because they didn't really try and fix anything. They just quoted corporate policy. They fired the employee. And, you know, I'm not sure that they ever really made the the minister feel better, which was part of that, too. You know, was right. she wrong in posting, you know, in, in saying she, she wasn't going to give a tip because she only gave God 10% and, you know, the waitress didn't deserve 18? You know, did anybody from Applebee's ever go to her and say, we're really sorry? <laughs> right. And, right. And to me, you know, it's it's one of those things I used to work in crisis management and you know, the the attorneys that I was working with always said, "Oh, you can't say I'm sorry." And I said, "I'm sorry isn't saying we were wrong. It's just saying, right. you know, we're sorry and we, and we can empathize with you." Um well, and
1: and we were wrong is okay too. Right. Um <laughs> you know, the the last thing you want to do is is be defensive and and lawyer up and and plan for a big legal fight because that makes everything worse. It never right. makes anything better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so what it's much better to risk you know admitting liability and get in there and resolve it. Resolve yeah. it now. Yeah. You know and,
2: and um, vast majority of the time and I'm sorry and what can we do to fix it and we were wrong fixes it. <laughs> that's right. that's all people they want to be heard, you know. Whether and and maybe it is that somebody's posting online, you know, whether it's a disgruntled employee or something like that. See if you can fix it there first with you know the nice ways, as opposed to as you said,
1: lawyering up. <laughs> right, right. Everybody makes mistakes, mm-hmm. and when you say, "I made a mistake," I really care about this. Mm-hmm. It takes all the drama away and nobody right. cares anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's interesting. That's not interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, what What made the Applebee's story interesting was that 20,000 people posted on their Facebook page. And, you know, I don't know how many, you know, thousands of times that photo got shared. But, yeah, it just it, it kept growing. And it was the fight. It was the fight. Was the fight. If you
1: don't fight. There's, right. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah,
2: you know, they they might punch a couple more times, but if you won't fight back, it kind of defeats the purpose, and and as you said, takes the fun out of it. On occasion, you know, there right. are people who just like to spoil for those fights. But if you don't fight back,
1: well, you know,
2: they'll they'll go on to
1: somebody else. Right. I mean, there really there really were two victims. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the pastor was was upset, but mm-hmm. but. You know, an automatic tip in a big group is there for the employee's protection.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and
1: I, you know, if you don't like those policies, that's, that's another debate. Mm-hmm. But, but t- tips are discretionary and the customer has discretion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the employee got, you know, ripped off. Um, mm-hmm. not the one that complained, but she was just supporting her fellow employees. So. Yeah um you know there 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 are bigger bigger issues about what's fair in in tipping and whether mm-hmm. companies should um Put responsibility for for compensating their employees on their customers or not
2: right right yeah you know and and, and you're right that is a you know, that that is something because you know it was like the the response that she you know the the one who posted the picture said, well you know you know since since you give God ten percent, maybe God will pay my rent um, right you know, and but you know it ultimately comes back to kind of what we've been talking about you have to be responsible, you have to be respectful. You know, and things will work themselves out. But you do have to recognize that if you step over those lines, there can be ramifications. Right. Cool. Right, And,
1: I mean, you know, don't ever, ever, ever put anything on social media after 10 p.m. or <laughs> after two beers, whichever right. comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing is, is when you're really angry. Um Cool down before you hit send. Right. You know, and, and,
2: and I think that's probably the wisest advice of all. You know, it it might be that you draft it and then you were able to vent and you got it out of your system and you deleted it. But just take that deep breath. (coughs) Excuse me. Sometimes it means walking away for an hour, you know, a day, whatever. And then rethink that. Um, you know, think about... Right. Call, you know, a, friend. Call right. a friend. Call a friend. You know, always remember what would happen if your boss, if your mother, if your significant other, if your minister saw that post, is it something you want them to see? And if that answer is right. no, then don't post it. <laughs> So great. Well, Heather, this has been so much fun and so informative. I think that people really learned a lot from this. We will definitely have you back on because you know things are going to change. There will be new issues that crop up that we'll have a lot of fun discussing. And I would love that. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have you back on. You know, as social media changes, you know, all those various things, it really would be great to you know, have you back on to to inform people what they can do, what they can't do, you know, all those various things. And so we will have you back on. One last time, people um, can connect with Heather. The best way is probably at her website, which is hrexaminer.com. That way they can see what you're writing about and, and see all of these issues. And until then, thank you very much, and we will definitely have you on again. Thank you so much. I had such a great time. Perfect. Thank you and thank everybody else. Um, You can always find me at debcareer.com. That's how to connect with me and you'll find all my social media sites there.
0: Listening to Mile High Radio, milehighradio.com
1: on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure.
5: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.